were you able to tell that was a song give thanks? I just thought today I'd give you a beautiful blast from the past, from some of those wonderful worship songs that we would sing along to when we were much younger. Hallelujah. How are you? How is everyone doing from wherever you are all over the world, wherever you're listening from? My love goes out to you and I am happy to be you know, in your earphones or on your laptops and your TVs and your whatever gadget you're listening to me with. I just thank the Lord and I gr- I'm grateful that you took the time. Now, as you've seen from the title, this is going to be an interesting topic to tackle <laughs> for me, especially because uh, I, live, I live in a world where I've, I've realized there's a lot of delusion going around and i think the more the days go by the more the delusion increases so i really hope and i pray to god almighty that this is going to just give someone who really needs the clarity immense clarity and so let us begin by prayer and dedicate ourselves and the podcast to almighty god Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are so grateful for bringing us together one more time. I thank you for every listener or those who are listening together. I thank you for each and every one of them. I thank you for their lives. Thank you for giving them the willingness and the desire to listen to what you have to say through me, O God. May you be glorified. May you be exalted. I decrease that you increase, Almighty God, and that We pray that the message that you're going to deliver to us today will be written in our hearts. Help us to know the truth. Help us to be cemented in the truth. And for those who may have gone astray, help every single one of them to come back to the truth. Because you're a God of love. And I know, Father, that you will overwhelm each and every one of us with your love. Help us to turn back from our wicked ways and come back to you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray, trust, and believe. Amen. Okay, so it's my hope that you are doing very well. I know it's quarantine in many parts of the world. And uh, I pray that you are well and also still giving thanks and being sober. Times, hard times, these are part of life, you know. This is one of them. This is going to end. Another one is going to come. We who live in Christ, we are conquerors. So we don't go around worrying aimlessly. However, I know that there are so many people who have gone through very many hard times. And I know this is not part of the context of um, my topic. I just want to, I just want to let everyone who's going through a hard time know that whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever it is you're going through, trust in Jesus and know that when you're going through pain, Even if I may not know what you're going through, I still am right there with you. And even if you just imagine that I'm holding your hand, that's all you need to know. We really don't need to know what it is we are going through. But it is good to know that you're not going through it alone. And God is supreme. So, let's go to the topic Now, I'm just, well, I think if you've been listening to my podcasts, you may realize that I really love doing research. 
And I'm going to read out a few <laughs> a few excerpts here from the internet that will shock some of you or that will make some of you think that you know about these issues. Today I just want to focus about one of the huge delusions that are going on in this current um in this current world, in this current day and age in what I prefer to call the 21st century. In fact, I've decided to dedicate this entire series to be entitled The Delusions of the 21st Century. And one of them is the homosexuality, gayism, lesbianism, and uh, so many other terminologies used, agenda. And there's so many people who have such a wrong perception about this. And I know that some of you, of course, I'm going, are going to listen to this and are already are thinking, why is she trying to tell us something we don't know? Or is she now trying to tell us that this is wrong or whatever? If you imagine that I'm trying to say that homosexuality is wrong, if you imagine that I'm trying to say gayism is wrong, if you imagine that I'm trying to say lesbianism is not approved of by God, then your imaginations are right. And I implore upon you to keep imagining because that kind of imagination will get you far. Because yes, it is true. It is not right. I just want to, to read something I see here. So this is um, an article titled, What Does the Bible Say About Homosexuality? And um, so there's a picture there of certain, um, I think these are reverends or pastors and so on. And... Uh, one of them is giving a, a speech and it's titled Faith Leaders Support LGBT Equality. Faith Leaders Support LGBT Equality. So I, I can't really judge so much on what they said because I haven't listened to the video on this. I'm not even sure I will. But here's a question that was asked to, to a particular Mr. Creech. So... The, the title is, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? And the question is, what is at the heart of the position that the Bible is clear on the subject that homosexuality is forbidden by God? I know about Leviticus, but there are similar passages that reference to women. How do you view the Bible or God's position? So the this is a lady called Susan, and the reply was, Dear Susan, at the heart of the claim that the Bible is clear that homosexuality is forbidden by God is poor, biblical scholarship i want you to listen to what the person who is um the faith leader said dear susan at the heart of the claim that the bible is clear that the homosexuality is forbidden by god is poor biblical scholarship and a cultural bias read into the bible the bible says nothing about homosexuality as an innate dimension of personality sexual orientation was not understood in biblical times there are references in the Bible to same-gender sexual behavior, and all of them are undeniably negative. But what is condemned in these passages is a violence, idolatry, and exploitation related to the behavior, not the same-gender nature of the behavior. There are references in the Bible to different gender sexual behavior that are just as condemning for the same reasons. But no one claims that the condemnation is because the behavior was between a man and a woman. He goes on to say that there are 
was no word in Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek for homosexual or homosexuality. And the article continues. I think you can just look it up on the net and you will find it. I also would like to talk about another concept that is um, a huge delusion, a huge delusion in the 21st century. And it's a concept of pornography and masturbation. I challenge you, just type and use the words, is it okay to, to masturbate? I think almost all websites, it's going to be just one or two websites or two Google searches that are going to come and say, no, it's not okay. But most of them will say, yes, it's okay. There's nothing wrong. It's sexual relief. I mean, of the sexual pressure by giving yourself sexual self-pleasure. Um, then they will go ahead and defend it by saying, well, of course, it's much easier for you to get stimulated by watching pornography. And they will go ahead and defend that there is nothing wrong about watching pornography it actually is good because it gives you tips on what to do when you know the time is right for you to do whatever it is you want to do and you all know that the things i'm telling you are not things you haven't heard of before but when we want to talk about the bible and i think it's about time that we as human beings really got serious about the word of God. It's either we quote what the word of God says or we leave the word of God out of it altogether. Because the word of God is his word. It is not to be added or subtracted. It's a very risky thing and I get a lot of fear in my heart when I see people easily and casually and so comfortably just doing and making their own interpretations from the word of God that suit their situations. Can I go ahead? I think you're already used to the way I, I do these punches. And, and I think by now you've realized I don't really sugarcoat the reality. I think any person who is in a position to be as deluded enough to get the word of God and to interpret it to suit their situations is themselves living in that particular sin. That is the only reason why they would like to manipulate people, which is why I always say, could you get yourself to read the word of God? Read it for yourself. I've made a habit every time, even when I'm listening to a teaching by a certain pastor, I always, every time they quote, let us turn to the book of Exodus. Let us turn to the book of Matthew. I turn to that book. I turn to that book as they're turning to that book. No one is going to misquote scripture while I have the Bible in my house. Now, if I don't have the Bible in my house, that's a different case. If I don't know about Jesus, that's a different case. But you have no excuse. If you have the Bible in your house, if you have the Bible within reach and you allow yourself to be deluded, why? Now, I keep talking about this word delusion, delusion, delusion. And you're probably wondering, where is she going with this? I just want to take you to the book of Second Thessalonians. I won't take you to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I hope you've already turned there. I say it one more time. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I want to show you an action reaction that happens. Now here's the thing. Verse 10 part B of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Now wherever the Bible says loving the truth. The truth we all know is Jesus. So they refused 
to love the truth and so be saved. We all know this. If you're a Christian, you know the only way we receive salvation is by accepting Jesus into our lives. And so they refuse to love the truth and so be saved for this reason. For what reason? For refusing to love the truth. For this reason, see verse 11, God sends them a powerful delusion. Who sends them a powerful delusion? God. God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. And you can read the rest of the, uh, the rest of the chapter uh, by yourself. For the reason of refusing to love the truth. Now we accept Jesus Christ when we get born again. Do you love him? However, it's a very important question to ask yourself. Do you love he who you have accepted? Now if you refuse to love the truth, you will not be saved. Refusing to do something is choosing to say no. That's what refusing means. There's a choice element in this particular context. So for this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. Now the lie we're talking about today or the delusion we're talking about today is all matters concerning same-sex relationships. That's the lie we're talking about today. And of course... It is mostly, it's very, very much connected to pornography. It's very much connected to masturbation. It's very much connected to sexual deprivation. It actually takes the wonderful thing that was created by God, that is sex, and depraves it and reduces the moral value of it. And that's the reality. And if you're the kind of person, and I am just, I'm just rebuking you in love. If you're the kind of person who's been going around telling people there is nothing wrong with doing one of these things I've mentioned, you are deluded yourself. You're deluding yourself and you are lying to people and you need to repent because that's not right, my brother. That's not right, my sister. So I like to show people exactly how, how the Bible teaches us these things happen. Now let's turn to the book of Romans chapter 1. And if you've heard of this debate before, then you probably know that we always have to turn to the book of Romans chapter 1. Where do I want to take you? Romans chapter 1, let's start from verse 21. And please, I'll take you all the way to verse 28. And I want you to note one thing. I am giving you a sequence. I am giving you a process. So follow through. Listen until you get to the end. All right? And allow the Holy Spirit to work in you for conviction. And for those of you who are listening and maybe you have been told, you've been asked questions and you've been put in tricky places and you didn't know what to say. Remember, the Bible says we need to fill ourselves with grace so that at all times, in all situations, we know what to answer to everyone, believer and non-believer. So let me give you an answer to those questions. Romans one twenty one. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Listen to this. Did they know God? Yes. So they knew God. 
Now there is knowing about Lynn. Like for most of you who are listening to me through this podcast, you know about Lynn. You've heard me say my name is Lynn. You know about Lynn, but you do not know me because we have not for some of you we have not met physically. We have not interacted. We do not have a personal relationship. So you do not know me. But for someone to say they know me, this is someone who actually has met me. They know me. So what is wrong with these people? They knew God. So they knew God, they knew his commandments, they knew what he says in that Leviticus. They knew in Leviticus chapter 18, go look at Leviticus chapter 18. They know that same-sex relations have been prohibited. They knew God. But they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile. That is now futility. And their foolish hearts were darkened. We all know that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the more you feed your heart with futility and deception and delusion, your heart becomes darkened. Verse 22, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Now, if you really get into the context of this, a bit of what Paul is talking about in this chapter is also the origin of this, the first mention of this same-sex sin that we all know about, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Please note this carefully. What is this sequence about? Number one, they know God. Number two, despite the fact that they know God, they do not glorify him as God, neither do they give him thanks. Did you get that? So what happens to them? Their foolish hearts are darkened. After their foolish hearts being darkened, what do they do? They claim to be wise, but in actual sense, they are foolish. And they exchange the glory of God for the glory of idols. Because they have gone through a sequence of deprivation. You know God, you don't want to worship God. Now you want to worship idols. Now you think you're wise. Well, in real sense, you're foolish. What happens then? God gave them over to their sinful desires. I've just given you two parts of scripture. Second Thessalonians and Romans. By now you should already understand that if there is any depravity that you have observed in anybody or even you're repenting of right now, there is an element where God gives people over to their sinful desires when they do not relent. Let's go to 25. They exchange the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. So let's go to 26. And what happens because of this? Because of what? Because of their deprivation. Because of what? Because they've been handed over to their sinful desires. Because of this, verse 26, God gave them over to their shameful lusts. If there is one fact I have known over my time, I know for sure from evidence that all this matter of same-sex relationships, of pornography, of masturbation, despite the campaigns that might be made to defend these things, they are all coming from a point of lust. If you don't believe me, 
I don't hate you. I don't blame you. I love you and I give you time to marinate that particular fact. Because with time you will come to accept it as a fact. Let's continue with verse 26. Even their women, listen to this, even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for a natural one. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in them the due penalty for their error. And you sit there and you write an article and you post it on the internet and you try to delude the children of God that it's not an error. It's an error. It's a delusion. It comes from a depraved mind. These are shameful lusts. That's what the Bible says. They are shameful lusts. A spade is a spade. It's not a big spoon. It's a spade. That's why you can serve me dinner at a restaurant and give me a spade to eat my food with it. Okay? I will not drink that soup with a spade. I need a spoon. But I'll go do some gardening with a spade. So a spade is a spade. And this is what it is, finally, as a fact. And this is proof from your Bible. And I'm reading the NIV version. And I want you to read the KJV version and read any other version. It does not, it does not remove the fact that these are shameful lusts. My goodness, may God convict us. May God speak into our hearts. May God teach us to know the right way. And I believe, I truly believe that if we repent from a sincere point in our hearts, we will truly be saved and we will come back to life. Because if you're living in sin, then you're dead. And my prayer for you, my brother and my sister today, especially if this word has convicted you in any way, and if you have realized that you've been living in sin, I want you to realize that greater is he who lives in us, who believe in Jesus Christ, who receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior than he who is in the world. And so his love is so much greater than your sin. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. So I urge you to receive Jesus. And if you are a believer and you're living in sin, please turn back. The Bible is very clear on this. Please don't allow yourself to be deluded anymore. Stop listening to all these lies. That's what they are. They are lies. These people are lying to you. Misery loves company. Nobody wants to go and burn alone. Nobody wants to be sinning alone. You know, if people in bad company, they never want to do it alone. Ever wondered how people who are like in the ways of the world, drinking and smoking and whatnot, why they're so generous with their own things? They will buy you booze. They will give you a joint. But they're not so generous with just ordinary food. Why? Because it's easier when people sing together. Oh my gosh. My prayer, please, for every one of you. And right now I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, may you turn us back to the reality. May you give us the love for the truth. Help us to not be deluded anymore. 
Help us to only rest in you, O God. Help us to trust in you and to seek for whatever truth that we are seeking for in you, in the name of Jesus Christ. So if you've been convicted, please stand back. Go back, read the book of Romans chapter 1. I always advise people, whenever you want to read the word of God, first of all, pray. Because this is the only book that you get to read and the author is right there to tell you what he meant. Receive the love of God. I just want us to sing this song. And it's called, And Now My Life Song Sings. And it talks about a journey of repentance. So, as we could get convicted, and as we live for Christ, I wish for greater brotherhood and immense love. In Jesus' name.
去。